Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello and welcome back to The Conversation. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Align Self Podcast, I'm suggesting you do it right now while you're thinking about it. Take out your device and and hit subscribe, follow. That way you won't miss any of the future episodes and you'll have it bookmarked. I don't know how many times I've listened to an amazing podcast and I didn't subscribe. I didn't do it right away. And when it ended, I ended up doing something else and I lost track of that episode of that podcast host. And I know that I wanted to go back and listen to more. So go ahead and subscribe while it's fresh on your mind. And frankly, you can always unsubscribe down the road if you want to. So this episode is about being a good student, being ready for the teacher. And the title of this is the Zen saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And like all things Zen, there's always more than one meaning, always more than one way to interpret it. So we're going to talk about this from a couple of different angles. Now, I did mention this in the last podcast. Do you need a coach? Do you need a coach, a mentor, a teacher? And part of that is being the right student, being a good student and showing up. So as we wade deeper into this subject, understand that we are going to touch upon aspects of law of attraction, manifesting, creating your reality, and intuition. We'll also talk about the practical side of the right mindset of being a student, being the good student. You see, there's poor teachers everywhere. And what's really required to learn is not to have the right teacher, but it's to be a good student. You can have a poor teacher, a poor mentor, yet you can learn all the secrets of the universe if you're open to it. So let's begin by examining this phrase, this Zen phrase, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Now, on one hand, it's exactly like that, as magical as that. When the student is ready, when you're looking for a teacher, when you're open to learning, the teacher shows up as if by magic. In fact, some of you have found this podcast by that same dynamic. You had a question, you did an internet search, you searched on the podcast listings, (laughs) and I popped up, and you clicked, and here you are. And then on another hand, you probably have had many, many other situations, experiences like that, where you picked up a book or you wanted to know something and someone suggested a book or you turned on the TV or turned on the radio. And that subject, that idea came across the airwaves as if the universe was answering your question. This is law of attraction in action. And it's also intuition of following the lead, following the breadcrumbs that the universe is spreading out before you. I can remember back when I was 13 was my first experience at at really being conscious of this dynamic. And I was in the question, I was in the questioning of what is potential? What does it mean? Because I had several people tell me I had potential. But what did that mean? What Like I didn't have a firm grasp of it. Like people told me what it meant, but it didn't resonate with me yet. 
So I was constantly looking up books, looking up the definitions, asking the question, what is potential? What does it mean when I have potential? Well, this questioning had been going on for about two weeks, and one afternoon, I found myself in the school library. Now, this library was not very big. It was probably 16 by 16, a large living room. And the stacks were there, and they were fairly tight together, and somebody pushed a book on the other side and pushed out a book on my side, and it landed at my feet. As if you've never heard that story before. It happens more than you think. Well, I bent over and picked up this book. It was called The Ultimate Athlete by George Leonard. Now, I had just started getting into sports, competitive sports, and ultimate athlete. That sounded like something that I needed to tap into. So I started flipping through the pages, and I stopped on one page, and it was as if this paragraph kind of rose up off the page. It was illuminated. It was bigger than life. And I read it, and it said this. The ceiling to your potential is built the moment you say, I can't. And I have to tell you, in that moment, reading that paragraph, I got it. I had a big aha moment. Now, I think of an aha moment is a biochemical storm that occurs inside your being, inside your mind and your body, rewiring and reconnecting, creating new connections in that very moment. It's like suddenly everything fits into place. But not only did it answer my question, I had a firsthand account of the universe showing up, fulfilling a desire, answering a question. I was led to that book. I was led to the library in that moment. I was oblivious to it. I wasn't really aware that I was going to have a rendezvous with destiny at that moment. But in picking up that book and reading that paragraph and having that experience, suddenly I had a firsthand account of the Bible verse, Ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. The law of attraction elements here are like this. You make a question, you make a demand, a request from the universe, and then you're open to receive. Now, I was open to receiving the answer. In fact, I didn't care where I got it from. I just wanted an answer. And the universe complied. But being open is very critical, very important. And last few episodes, like episode 110 or 106, I've been talking about being open to receive, being open to receive your riches. And this is where this fits into when the student is ready, being open for a teacher to appear. Now, this asking, this requesting, sometimes happens consciously, but also sometimes it happens other than consciously. Like you just know you have a problem, you have an issue, and you want it to be solved, but you have no idea how to do it. So you're just in this questioning, and it, it maybe it's not even a, a conscious request from the universe, but the question is in your consciousness. And as I've stated before, your intuition is always in the process of answering your current question, drawing to you the circumstances, drawing to you the information, the guidance that you need to solve that problem, solve that, that question. And knowing that dynamic is always in play, you'll sometimes hear me say that you're here by divine appointment, that you're here listening or you're, you've arrived here, and it's by divine appointment. 
because otherwise you would have been somewhere else. There are no mistakes. There are no coincidences. Well, the coincidence is when the universe brings events together and they coincide with your desire. That is synchronicity. But the way most people talk about coincidences is as if they just randomly happen and there's no plan. It's just chaos. Well, scientists have proven that even in chaos, when you get far enough out, when you can look at the big picture, it was never chaos. There is an order. There is an implicit and intricate order to the universe. So chaos is just a matter of perspective. Synchronicity is the experience you have when you know that you've thrown out a question, you've thrown out an intention, and the universe has complied and brought people, brought events together in a way that solves your issue, answers your question, is the teacher that you were looking for. Now, another dynamic I find with my students is that when they show up, sometimes when they have to take action, when they have to step forward, they're reticent. They pull back and they're like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I was ready for that commitment, that bigger commitment. But this is all part of being a good student, being open to receive, open to take the steps, ready to say yes when the opportunity is presented, recognizing that when you pull back, it's the fear of your ego. It's the fear. It could be money fears. It could be involvement or commitment fears. But you get it, fear is at the foundation, it's at the, the underneath it all. And if you can be aware of this, you understand that fear is lack, fear is scarcity. Moving or leaning towards the side of love, that is abundance, that's growth. I'm reminded of a young man that came up to me after a presentation that I did on gratitude, and he was just stepping into his spiritual journey, his spiritual adventure. And he asked me afterwards, how can I accelerate my growth? And then he added, I'm all new to this, and I'm not even sure how to take the first step. Well, I asked him, what brought you here tonight? How did you find your way to this presentation? Is this something you would normally partake in, participate in? He said, no, I, it, it popped up on my feed, and it looked interesting. It felt, I was curious. So I came. But to be truthful, I almost canceled. I almost changed my mind because I was, I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm a little shy. I said, well, this is your assignment for the next 30 days. I want you to start saying yes to everything that pops up on your feed. And it feels like it might be interesting. It just has to feel like it might be interesting. And it lean in that direction, say yes, and then show up. Even if it feels a little uncomfortable. In fact, if it feels a little uncomfortable, then you know it's for your growth. Then when you have conversations, you talk about the fact that you're just stepping onto your spiritual journey, your spiritual adventure, and you have no idea what it's going to look like. And you're open to ideas. You're open to experiences. Well, a month later, he came to another one of my presentations. And afterwards, he said, oh, my God, my life has changed so much. That one assignment of saying yes and showing up and doing it anyways, even though I was a little afraid. It, and I talked about my journey. People started making connections. I was actually drawn to people and had these amazing conversations. And I have to tell you, over the last 30 days, my mind has been blown at least three or four times 
every week, something new, something new growth. My mind is like expanded so much. This young man's name was Eric. I'm going to talk about his situation and how to be a good student. What's the mindset of being a good student? First and foremost is be curious. Be curious about the possibilities. Be curious and wonder, what is it that I don't yet know that might be out there? Now, that is grounded in the idea that all you know is all you know. What you don't know, you don't know. You don't know, you don't know it. It's not even on your radar. It's a blind spot. And so there are areas of exploration, ideas that aren't on your radar because you're not open to them. And so this attitude of curiosity and wonder opens you up to possibility. Number two is be prepared to slay sacred cows meaning challenge your firmly held assumptions. Now, Eric said he almost pulled back, almost didn't come to that first presentation that I did because he's a little shy. So challenge your assumptions about yourself. Challenge the ideas of who you think you are. And for a time, step outside of your preconceptions of who you think you are, how you think you are, and show up in a novel way. Do things just a little bit different. And this leads me to number three, is live dangerously. Now, the art of living dangerously is something that I've coined that I actually stole from Nietzsche. Nietzsche said that the joy in life is in living dangerously. Well, when I first started teaching firewalking, I created this philosophy, the art of living dangerously. And the idea behind this is that all growth happens outside your comfort zone, but once you start approaching the edges of your comfort zone and then entertain the idea of going outside your comfort zone, your other than conscious mind perceives it as being dangerous because frankly, you don't know what lies beyond there. It's unknown. It's unfamiliar. And realize that the mind is a slave to the familiar. You would actually gravitate to a familiar circumstance that you hate then open up to an unknown possibility. Like you don't know what's around the corner. It's kind of dark over there. Anything could happen. And the mind plays fear. It pulls back to protect itself because there's this attitude that you want to play it safe. But when you're living in the context of the art of living dangerously, then not knowing what's around the corner is fuel for the fire. It's like, yeah, I have no idea what's around the corner. I have no idea what's possible. Let's find out. Let's go on an adventure. And when you come through the, and when you come from the context of being in the adventure of learning and growing, then it pulls your interest. You get excited about it. You can't wait to discover. See, it's about exploring and discovery, adventure. Those words carry a certain energy, a certain vibration. Rather than, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. That's scary. Well, I get that it takes a certain amount of courage. But understand that courage is not present. It's not even available to you without fear. Courage is a slap in the face of fear. You know, there's this phenomena that I've had with my firewalking workshops in the past is that people will sign up, pay full price, and then it comes to the night of the firewalk and they don't show up. In fact, 
They never ask for a refund. They never contact me again. It's almost as if they're too embarrassed to contact or have another conversation. They're more, they're more comfortable saying, eh, it was just 800 bucks. And it's happened in other programs, coaching programs, where they're paying $5,000, $8,000, $15,000, and people go missing. They get confronted about what's coming up. They get confronted and want to pull back. Fear is ruling their life, and they go missing. They don't communicate. I send texts, I send emails, like, what happened? Where are you? Is everything okay? And crickets. I get no response. When, in fact, the very thing that could assist them in getting over that confrontation is being in the course, being in the program, walking on fire. So again, to really be a good student, to embrace their growth, understand that sometimes it's going to require some courage to face the shadows, to bring the shadows out into the light of day. So how can you use this in your life? Look at any areas where you feel confronted. Where are you not having a conversation? Where are you not moving forward? Where have you been holding back? Have the courage to meet it head on. Have the courage to step forward. Have the courage and knowing that this is your greatest opportunity for growth right here in front of you. The idea of actually walking on fire, actually showing up is uncomfortable. So the art of living dangerously is learning to feel comfortable feeling a little uncomfortable. And know that that uncomfortable feeling is the adventure and spice of life. Now, number four, that is follow through. Actually show up and take the action. Put yourself on the line. I absolutely love the letters and emails that I get from people that say, I listened to such and such a podcast and I applied the principles to my life and oh my God, what a difference it's made. You see, I know some of you listen to the podcast and it makes you feel good. Oh, that was interesting. Yet you don't take the principles or the exercises that I might dole out and actually apply them to your life. How many of you have bought a self-help book and read it cover to cover and was amazed at the material and then not take the principles and put them in practice? Over the years, it has never failed to amaze me. When I hear someone that says, I've studied with this teacher and that teacher and taken that course, and then they come to me with a presenting problem. And I'm thinking, if they had those teachers and read that book, why do they still have the issue? What is stopping them from putting that material in place? If they had done that with the first teacher, the problem would have disappeared. So the principle behind this is moving from understanding to a knowing. Now, I can tell you all about the mechanics of riding a bike, and you can come away with a firm understanding, a grasp of what it takes to ride a bike, but it's not until you get on the bike, start pedaling, and learn to keep your balance over different surfaces that you come to a knowing, an in-your-bones knowing of riding a bike. And then once you know it, you can never take that knowledge away. It could be 15, 20, 30, 40 years later before you get back on a bike, but as soon as you start pedaling, it's as if you never stopped. Next on our list of being a good student is number five, and that is to present an empty cup. What does that mean? Well, there's a Zen story about an intellectual who was invested in learning all he could about Zen, the principles of Zen, the philosophy of Zen. He wanted to live Zen. And if you didn't know, Zen is not a religion, it's a way of thinking. So he studied with all these different teachers in the city. But they all said, if you really want to get to know Zen, if you really want to master the concept, 
you need to go talk to the old man on the mountain. Now, the intellectual played off or put off for a long time going up to see the man on the mountain. Finally, he had heard it enough times and he felt like he had exhausted his studies in the city and he made the pilgrimage up the mountain. He finally arrives at the house and the old man is sitting on his porch meditating. Well, the intellectual announces who he is and why he's there. And with a nod, the master smiled and asked, would you like to come in for a cup of tea? And the intellectual said that would be nice. Well, as they sat down for tea and the master began pouring, the intellectual started again talking about all the teachers that he studied with, the different schools of thought and the books that he's read. And he hadn't noticed that the master had been pouring tea and it was now overflowing the edges of the cup. And it wasn't until it started to pour on the intellectual's lap that it caught his attention. And he said, stop, stop, my cup will hold no more. And the master said, exactly. And until you can bring me an empty cup, I can teach you nothing. And then there's number six, be committed to your growth. Don't think that you're going to arrive somewhere. See, typically a master will never call themselves a master. They always think of themselves as being a student. There's always something more to learn, always something more to add to their knowledge, to their understanding, to their knowing. When the Dalai Lama was asked how did he define himself, he said, I'm just a simple monk. But when you are committed to growth over knowledge or having a certain amount of expertise, then you're not married to sacred cows. You'll give them up in a second if it gets in the way of you expanding your understanding. It's having the mental flexibility of knowing what you're really in it for. For instance, I don't know how many of you are familiar with Eastman Kodak. It started out in 1888 as a camera and film company. George Eastman put a camera in people's hands in 1888 and told them that they could create memories of their life. Now, for you youngins, that means that there were images, pictures that were printed on paper and were not available for instant review. But over the years, there were many incarnations of the camera. And if you were to ask the Kodak company what business were they in, they would respond that they were in the film, paper, and chemical company. You see, you had to develop the film with chemicals and print it on paper and develop that image on this photosensitive paper. But today, the Kodak company is a shell of what it once was. In fact, in 2012, it went into bankruptcy and was bought by a small conglomerate in Europe. And today, their product is still paper, film, and chemicals. Their problem was that they never realized what their true product was, what their real outcome was, and that was to capture memories. And if they had gotten that, when the digital revolution occurred, they could have been the first to bring you a digital camera. The name was already recognized. They had the market. They could have been the ones to bring you digital cameras, di digital photography, but they didn't. They were focusing on the wrong thing. They thought they were in the film, paper, and chemical business. And today, if you're younger than 25, you've probably never, ever heard of the Kodak Company, the Eastman Kodak Company. Now, as you may know, I'm currently registering individuals into my signature coaching program, The Aligned Self, where we recreate 
the self-identity, self-concept, which governs every aspect of your life. So any of the limitations that you experience in life are governed, are in place due to your self-concept, the idea that you have about yourself. And before we go, there's a couple things that I want to add that make a good student, make a good client, whether it's with me or anybody else. How do you get the most from a course or a teacher or a mentor? Number one is to have a commitment. Like I said, be committed to growth. But the commitment is that you understand the value of staying the course. The moment you, you know, hit a hiccup or a bump in the road, you don't give up. You realize that you're committed to getting a result, getting the value out of the experience. So that's first and foremost. Secondly, you want to be at cause for the result. You don't want to leave it up to the instructor. You don't want to leave it up to the teacher or the coach. You're going to take the matter in your own hands. The result is achieved because you showed up. You did the work. And thirdly, and this distinction is huge, if you apply this in your life in a number of different ways, it's going to make a huge difference. You see, most people take an experience, they take a relationship or a course or a coaching program, and they try and fit the program into their life. You know, juggle the other demands of their life and then see if it fits in, see if it works. But more than likely, they end up surrendering to the pull and demand of the mundane and the ordinary, the circumstances and responsibilities of living their life. And so as a consequence, they end up not completing, not showing up. There are other priorities and they're just not serious or truly committed about seeing the result. Now, The contrast to that is rather than fitting the course or program into your life is to fit your life inside the program, inside the course. Meaning that once you learn a distinction, once you're present to a way of doing something, you put it into practice right away in your life. When circumstances come up in your life, you approach it from the context of the program, from the context of the course. For instance, if you're in my intuition course and something comes up in your life, get curious about what is the intuitive solution for this? How would I apply my intuition to this situation? What am I not present to? What's my current question? How did I create this? You see, when you put your life inside the program, inside the course, the program, of course, becomes alive for you. It's real. It's tangible. And just like learning to ride a bike. You get to have the knowledge, the knowing, the in-your-bones knowing what's going on. In the context of these podcasts, are you taking notes? Do you re-listen and take notes if you hear something that's valuable to you? Do you put it into practice in your life or does it fade away? Sometimes with a coaching client, I'll give a direct assignment, a, a prescription for what will solve their issue, what they can put in place. And sometimes they'll say, well, I don't want to do that. And I'll say, fine, then suffer. And in that instance, they're not bringing me an empty cup. They think they know what they need to do. They need to know what they put in place. And frankly, if they really knew, then they would have already done it. They wouldn't need me as a coach. Well, that's it for this one. Until next time, this is your host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to be a good student. Follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals as you engage 
in the epic adventure. <laughs> <laughs>